This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. Hi, it's Joe here. I felt it was really important to not go any further before I lay out the context from which I'm interacting with the Enneagram. And then, of course, you are free to leave this community if you're not comfortable with that, or stay and listen a little longer. As of yet, I have never undergone official Enneagram training. I've simply been a student of books, of podcasts, and of an awful lot of thinking. I've never come across an Enneagram practitioner that I fully trust or whose work I fully agree with. I pick and choose what I keep and what I throw away. So if I recommend Richard Rohr or Suzanne Stabile, I do not recommend their works in their entirety. I'm recommending parts of what they say. I in no way am putting a stamp of approval on everything they've written. I think it's pretty true to type to say that we don't easily trust people and that we're pretty good at discerning what we think and what we disagree with. So I'm, I'm going to be very comfortable as we go forward in saying that I agree with this thing a person said and I disagree with this other thing. All of you are going to respect that. I know that. There was a gap between my recognition that there was undeniable truth about the Enneagram and my discovery of the science behind it. It wasn't until a few months ago that I first heard about the link between Enneagram and neurology. And the moment I heard that, all the puzzle pieces came together. The closest thing I have heard that resonates in terms of my personal understanding of the Enneagram comes from Jerome Lubbe and his brother over at the Thrive Neurotheology podcast. They are very clear that all of us have our own minds, our own brains, composed of all the different parts of the brain. And if each of the types and numbers correspond to different parts of the brain, then that means we contain all nine numbers. Therefore, being an eight means that we were babies who were born living out of the part of the brain stem called the amygdala. As grown-ups, we have a high efficiency in that region of the brain that makes us the instinctive, fast-paced, decisive humans that we are. I'm a foster mom, and for years I've been trained in the brain science behind kids from trauma backgrounds. I learned that little ones with trauma end up with brains that have neural pathways that get set and make life a little difficult for them, and that it takes a lot of TLC and a lot of patience and a lot of love to teach them to trust, to teach them to feel safe. And so it made a lot of sense to me that people entrenched in their type would find it very hard to change and grow. We're supposed to try and exercise muscles we don't usually use, and we're supposed to push ourselves to try uncomfortable things until those uncomfortable things become more comfortable. As foster parents, we were taught that the goal was to help our children become whole-brained children. In other words, children who live out of their entire brain instead of just their amygdala, that instinctive part of our brains that helps us survive. And so I thought if eights live out of that part of their brain most comfortably, then we're supposed to grow out of our eightness. And we're supposed to reach around to all the parts of our brain we don't use as often. And we're supposed to practice pushing into those uncomfortable zones until we become very familiar with them. And then we'll no longer identify proudly as eights. We'll be far more happy to announce that we were once an eight and now we are whole-brained. We're a whole person. And I don't think we get there this side of heaven, honestly. 
I think there is truth to what the Bible says about gifts and how He made each of us to shine in a particular area so that we never become too proud and we never grow too independent so that we would have to turn to each other to say, can you help me with that? Because that just doesn't come naturally. I'm really comfortable with the way faith and science intersect. I believe that we were created each beautifully and uniquely. When I first started reading about the Enneagram, I thought, God is a God of types. The Bible is full of types. I see him holding up types as a way of helping us resonate because we take comfort in what's familiar and we learn by being pointed to people who were like us. And we learn lessons from their downfall and we gain encouragement from their victories. We really do have reason to believe that the God of order and pattern and type might have shaped our brains in ways that fall into type and pattern. I have no problem believing that. There is something very resonant between all of us eights and our eight spirits, our eight souls. To any of you who don't come from a faith background, I hope this doesn't make you feel like this isn't a space for you because it really is. If you have a brain, then you belong here. And I just want to state again, they really value pushback. This podcast involves two women who love Jesus, but who happen to have brains that were created in such a way that we both identify as a type eight in the Enneagram system. I'm comfortable using the term eight because it gives us a frame of reference for this system that we're using and talking about, but I mean so much more than eight. We are more than eight. What I'm saying is, if we share the same faith or not, my brain works a lot like your brain. I think I really understand what it's like to be you. And I truly believe that if all of our eight brains were hooked up to monitors, they would look pretty similar. When it comes down to it, us eights just have very similar brains. And our souls yearn for very similar things. And our hearts struggle with very similar things. And so I love that we found each other. One of you wrote to me the other day and you said, It's crazy not to know someone, but be able to connect so easily. You also wrote, I think eights put things out there in overwhelming ways, but they're deep down starving for someone to bounce it back to them the same way. I just think that's so true. I think we put ourselves out there with everything we have, just begging someone to bounce it back. And each and every one of you have been bouncing it right back to us. And Erin and I both feel so seen and we're just really grateful. So I hope my upfront honesty and laying down all my cards is something you respect and that most of you will stick around. So thank you 